Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Hello. How's everyone doing? It's first off, you're wrong. It's the podcast by two dudes that are smart enough to see problems, but too dumb to figure out how to fix them. I am Luke. With me is Jeremiah. Hi. That's good. I mean, the reason why I did it so calmly is uh, one of my friends from California, uh, California way. He, uh, he said that I was too loud and that I would have to pay for the speakers in his car after uh, listening to our last episode. <laughs> that's, that's for your speakers, mystery listener. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, last <laughs> week was the Manosphere. Correct? I know, that's probably really mean for someone with headphones on. Yeah, I'll, maybe I'll edit it out. We'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> last week was the Manosphere. We tried to do a promoted post and Instagram said we couldn't because I said the words Tate, Fresh and Fit, and Trump in one monologue. <laughs> yes. Yes, all the, the, the bad words. <laughs> yes, so we uh, we tried and tried, but it did not work. So anyway, whatever. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Hit with a disclaimer. All right, as you guys know, this podcast is of, is mainly opinion based, but of course, as Christians, our utmost authority is the Bible. Uh, our goal with this podcast is to make you think about things more clearly that you may not have thought of in the past. Uh, and with that said, Luke. What are people wrong about this week? People are wrong about PDA in church. PDA. PDA. Personal deprivation addiction. Antiseptic. Antiseptic. Uh, yes. No. Uh, right. Public display so. <laughs> of affection. Public displays of affection at church, in church, whatever you want to say, I guess. In church would be more grammatically correct. Um, I think most people struggle with this uh, when they were maybe young lads mm-hmm. um, and lasses and lasses, that's right. Yes, I um, I remember back when I was uh, dating a girl. I was I think I was sixteen, and her dad was her grandfather was a pastor, and they said I we couldn't hold hands when we were standing up to sing, but when we sat down and there was the sermon that we could hold hands, and I guess I thanked them for that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Now, after that, pretty much, I don't really remember ever particularly caring about PDA in church, meaning as in I never really held any girl's hand or yeah, even put my arm around them. I don't even really put my arm around my wife at church. So I don't either. And I think it's, I think it's <laughs> a, a holdover from the days of, you know, you can't be shown, you can't be uh, visually um, showing affection to someone in, yeah, in, in church. In church, yeah. I, I don't know. I just someone I'm, you're dating. That's yeah, I'm, well, I'm not like a, really a public displaying kind of person when it comes to any kind of affection. You with are, my wife. you are quite clammy. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. I don't. Not like not why? Because like, I won't let you like punch me in the gut or something. Well, that. Okay. But, oh, know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I miss your touch. You're 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 a lot like uh, you're a lot like raisin in some ways oh raisin the cat she's yes. actually not out here today which is sad oh, yeah. but you know, sad. whatever she's outside i think yeah it's okay she'll be clawing at that door in a second yes but, but no i in, in in public i just don't i don't know i've never i guess my dad was never really someone that showed a lot of affection in public so therefore i kind of just took over space. that you can you can talk yeah about yeah this. okay whatever anyway <laughs> so i don't really i don't care to do it and I, my wife doesn't care either, so it works out for us. Where it kind of looks like we hate each other half the time we're in public, but we do love each other. And you know, and when I'm here, then she comes and snuggles up to me after I'm like watching my shows and goes, "Can I? Can I get closer?" And I'm like, "How can you even get closer? Like you'd have to sit on my lap." And then she's like, "Okay." And I'm like, "I just want to watch my my show, but I can't because she's making everything just terrible." And the underside, uncomfortable. the underside of my nails is itching right now. This is very uncomfortable for me. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you just said made me very uncomfortable. And your imitation of your wife was well, because she just—it's ridiculous. Like, can I just watch my show without having you cuddle up to me? Because I just, I just want to just have my own space. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, we love each other. It's no, just we do. everywhere we, we go, it looks like we okay. hate each other. I and just... when we're at home, I want to be as far away from her as love. possible. There's sometimes I'll walk up to her, I'll give her a hug, 
Okay, kiss on the head. <laughs> Perhaps say something nice like "I love you." That is, nice. and I think that that's all I really need to do. Yeah, I don't see any. That's definitely above and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you. No. Thank you very much. You know, I so I feel that way too. For me, growing up, so I don't know about you, but I was not allowed to date in high school, and that was just my parents' rule. Um. Did I circumvent that rule on occasion? Yeah. Uh, but is, it, is you circumvent it with the, we're not dating, we're just talking. We're just really good friends who hang out with each other a lot and hold hands sometimes. And would your parents like allow that? No. Because you, know, uh, well, you know your dad do that. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know we want to act like our parents are dumb or something, but like the parents know when you're just, quote, hanging out a lot. Yeah. But the... Uh, so we weren't allowed. So in high school, that wasn't really like a thing. And then I didn't really seriously date anyone until I started dating my wife. And, you know, after, I don't know, a couple months of dating, you know, mm-hmm. we're sitting in church. And, you know, we're just sitting there listening to the sermon. And, oh, hey, we're holding hands, you know. So when I think of PDA in church, I think of stuff like that, you know, when you're dating. But I also think of... You see husbands a lot with wives. You know, they put their arm around their wife. I don't do that just because it, it's just uncomfortable the way this, like the height of the pews combined with the Our pews like, are length pretty of old my school. shoulder. I like it. it I like the pews. They're yeah. honestly not, not as bad as many other pews that I've sat in. But um, did you know if you fart in church, you sit in your own pew? But uh, the the height of the what? back is just in uncomfortable for my shoulder, so I don't really put my arm around my wife that much. But we do hold hands, um, and so I, I think about stuff like that. I also think about some of the uh, other signs of PDA I have seen in many churches: uh, shoulder rubs, neck rubs. In church? In church. Hold on. I'm sorry. I was a little bit far away from the mic on that. In church? Yes. I've I've seen... uh, Neck rubs? Yes. Reaching over and not just like a little, you know, one hand like, you know... Sure, it wasn't like church discipline in the moment? No. This was was full on like shiatsu massage, you know, getting the thumbs involved on pressure points. Two hands or one? I don't know if I ever saw two hands. It has to be one because two would just be way too awkward. Yeah. That's like... I mean, one is pretty awkward. I don't know why, though. I mean, like, in normal, like, outside of church, I don't really, if, like, especially if you're married, like, I guess it's still kind of, like, throw-uppy, but it's not as bad, I guess. But, like, when we're in church, I guess the only problem I have with it is I'm so distracted. Is it my fault or is it your fault that I'm distracted by your PDA? I honestly don't know. I don't. Well, I, I don't have an, have an answer for you. Okay. I really don't because I, I feel like it, it's. I think it's on. I guess maybe it depends on what you do PDA wise. I guess then. Yeah. Because it would be if you're just you got your arm around your wife, or I guess even around your girlfriend. Maybe I don't know. Like I said, I don't have kids that are old enough for me to start dealing with this stuff. But um, I there's that PZ. Yep. Max yeah, flavor. Buddy. Max taste. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, but like if I'm sitting there staring, like I'm, I can't concentrate because he has his arm around his wife. I think that's ridiculous. That's on, that's on me. If you're giving a neck massage or a shoulder massage, I think we're starting to maybe ease into territory of like, hey, we should maybe wait till we're at home yeah. or we're somewhere besides church where I'm trying to pay attention. And instead, I'm staring at you giving your wife a massage. Yeah, I think potentially like a, there is a difference too between. Like, you know, I think most people that put their arm, you know, around their wife mm-hmm. or like they, they really aren't putting it around their wife. I think most guys that do that are putting it on the chair just to get it out of the way because yeah. it's like, uh, you know, I don't know what to do with yeah. my hands sort of thing. And that what do I do with my hands? Yeah. I give I give a massage or yeah. move them away. I have know? seen I have seen a guy sitting by himself in church one time who put both arms on the backs of the pews. And we're just like chilling. He looked really comfortable. But <laughs> the, the, I will say I do put the one arm up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all the time. But I will. I do feel vulnerable, though. Someone could come up and just stab me right in the ribs. You know, I have I'm no gonna, way to defend I'm it. I'm going to do that now. No way to defend it. <laughs> Next, I'm going to sit behind you every service and wait for you to do it. But the, the thing with 
the, the I do think there is a line where it's okay. This is now we've gone too far in the. You might not be thinking it's distracting, but it definitely is distracting. Neck rubs, something like that. Uh, the you know kind of bumping shoulders, you know, kind of flirty, like oh hey, you know, what are you doing over here? Oh, what are you doing here? Oh Hi. dear, my you know, stop! You're stuff. making me cringe just I'm, saying this. That's stuff. the thing, but oh. you've seen that happen. Yes, I have. Stop. And so that's that's distracting. It and is. So it's distracting me right as, now. I don't even have thoughts. As a as someone a congregant in the church, you have to be aware that people. Unless you're sitting in the very, very back, which even then people are probably still watching you mm-hmm. and or not intentionally watching you, just can see you, then there you're not alone. And as such, you should not act like you're alone. And you shouldn't act like, oh, you know, yeah, we, no one can see us, so it's okay if we, you know, kind of write past notes back and forth or, you know write messages to each other or, you know, hold hands and like, you know, I'm going to, or give her a kiss or something like that in the middle of the sermon. Whoa, that's a give her bit. a kiss? And ser- Have you seen this before? I've seen that. How? It, well, how it, is that even happening? It was, it was a, like the husband leans over, gives a kiss on the cheek. Right. And just really quick, just. You know what? Done. I have given my wife a kiss in the foyer of our church. And that well no that's that's not and it did the feel sermon, weird though. I'll never do it again you know it was distracting to Jeremiah I'm never gonna kiss my wife at church again I'm sorry just don't, you know just don't ever um, be around your I won't wife. even touch her I'll yeah. just walk away from her yeah. when she starts talking to me because the talking might you know mm-hmm. I don't want you to get you uncomfortable but you the, could have. <laughs> the I, it's it is such a weird gray line of at what point is it too much and. I, I'm very self-conscious as it is, so I'm always on leaning on the side of, I'm just going to look straight ahead and not make any movements, you know? Because if I don't move, then they can't see me. It's like a t- like the, everyone else in the church is like a T-Rex, you know? Yeah. Their sight is based on movement. Easy. But I'm, I'm definitely not going to do something purposefully distracting, but at the same time, I'm not going to say it's... It's not a sin to love your wife... And to sh- display that love in public, it's not a sin to love your girlfriend and to display that love in public appropriately. Um, but you know, there there is a a line that you pass that might that's somewhere in between putting the arm around and giving a neck massage. So if let's just do this, maybe let's go with boyfriend and girlfriend, and then let's go with married couple. So let's start with boyfriend and girlfriend. So what is like appropriate in church to you? Well, that see, the boyfriend girlfriend dynamic is difficult, and I think a lot of people are still coming down from the days of uh, of like Josh Harris, Joshua Harris. Who's Joshua Harris? I kissed dating goodbye. Do you I remember know. seeing that book? I don't think so. Really? What about like a Ron DeGard? No. These were, those two I'm just going to start being brutally honest when you say names and I have no clue who these very people are. Very popular um, people in the early, mid-2000s, early 2010s okay. with the purity culture movement, right? So... And purity culture would be like no dating at all? Like, you know, you can never touch another woman. You can't... Or if you're if you're a teenager, until you're ready to get married, you can't you can't touch another girl, you can't uh, be anywhere near another girl, especially not by yourself. That's not you good. can't uh, go swimming yeah. in mixed groups. Okay. Um, and if you do go swimming, you have to be very conscious of you know X, Y, and Z. It, it, there's some. It's a very legalistic thing that was set up because of the utmost importance is purity as uh, as a young adult and teenager. Yeah. Okay, of course, as Christians, we're called to be pure and we're called to be modest. However, purity has not changed. Purity is the heart and mind attitude that we as Christians should have. And if we don't have, we should aspire to have and work diligently to have. So what what does a pure mindset look like? Well, for men, it's if we're... If you're lusting after a woman, then you're called to take your eyes out. 
you're you're called to uh, if your right hand offends you cut it off it's better to do that than to live with that impurity that you have uh, for women it's called to restrain yourself to restrain your body because men are very visual in their nature so as the power that you have as a woman tends to be with your form and you need to restrain that and be in in a way to not allow a man to stumble but those two things are not separate those two things are combined those two things are they go hand in hand and in tandem and a big thing with purity culture was you know you split up you have the boys go talk about one thing and the girls go talk about another thing like you yeah. know in these split groups and youth group well i think that that did a lot of damage unintentionally so it's a good idea because you think okay well we can talk about more men specific issues here and we can talk about more women specific issues here but i i don't think that's a good idea because the women need to know what the men are going through and the men need to know what the women are going through not in a graphic nature not in a graphic sense but they need to know so that way Okay, I'm a man. I know I can't be talking to women in a certain way because I don't want to lead them on. And if I'm always separated from the women in those learning opportunities and I don't realize that that's an issue for a lot of women that, you know, they feel like men lead them on just with the way they act and talk, I'm not going to correct myself and I'm going to be leading these women to sin. If you're a woman and you don't realize how incredibly powerful the visual draw of the female form is to a man and you continue dressing a certain way, you continue acting a certain way and unintentionally so you're causing them, those men to stumble. So it's, it's something that works hand in hand and what the purity culture of that day, especially I kiss dating goodbye, which I, Joshua Harris has since, you know, become an apostate. Um, Oh, he, Nice. It was very much, you know, courtship based. You you don't want to date anyone. You want to, you know, these things are you date for like three weeks, like the Duggars, right? You date for three weeks and then you get married. Um, it was stuff like that. These weird legalistic rules that aren't found in the Bible. But they took what the Bible said and twisted it to fit this legalistic, especially uh, modern American mindset of modesty and purity but purity has always been the same modesty changes modesty back in modest is hottest modest is hottest that's where that came from um yeah that was i think a quote i think that was we're on the guard but i can't don't all don't i know is it was on shirts everywhere yes. at my church when i was a kid but um this the, the modesty in the days of jesus was very different than modesty is considered today and, you know, a modest woman back in the day would have the tips of her fingers dyed red from that would just be the style. And that would be considered something that was normal and modest. If you see a woman walking around today and the tips of her fingers down to her second knuckle is dyed red, you'd think that she was like a demonic witch. Yes. So there's very different. <laughs> that things. would be weird. Yes. Women. It was perfectly normal for a woman to have a nose ring. Today, you see no. women with nose rings, and there are some people who are like, oh, that's totally unacceptable. You can't do that. That's, you know, I don't understand how someone could come to the conclusion that a nose ring is sinful. I could get you coming to the conclusion that's stupid. I wouldn't, but- I wouldn't say it's sinful. Yeah, I would go with more of like with my dad when we talked about, you know, weed. Well, go listen to that episode. Shameless um, plug. <laughs> it, it's not that it's like inherently wrong. It's just that it's stupid or even it looks stupid. I mean, I don't know. I dated a girl who had a nose piercing was it in the middle or on the side on the side okay it was not it was not the what is this called not the the septum septum thank you i don't get the septum ring no it was not the septum one it was it was on the outside and i mean i didn't like look at it and go oh you sinner um i just i was like "Eh, i don't really yeah care and you know head head coverings is another thing like back in the day women would a lot of women wore something similar to not the same as a hijab you know what you would think you see Arabic women. Yeah, it wasn't today. especially. I mean, I was just reading this um, the church history book, and I think it was a lot, especially the unmarried women. Mm-hmm. They would wear the. That mm-hmm. was like a huge traditional thing where it was they'd always have head coverings for them. And 
you know, there's still to this day, there are people, there are women who wear head coverings. And I know someone who is very close to me, we had a conversation about it, and she wore a head covering as part of her conviction for a while. And then she started going to a church where none of the other women wore head coverings. And she had a conversation with one of the other ladies in the church, and they kind of concluded, like, the me wearing a head covering is more distracting to the other women and causing them to gossip, so I'm going to take my head covering off because this is causing them to sin. This is causing them to stumble because they feel like I feel like I'm better than I am. It, it was something similar to that. I'm probably going to get corrected on that, but... <laughs> The, the essence is there, and it's not just true with the head coverings, it's true with the speech that men have. The way you talk to a woman is very, very much a part of purity. You might think as a teenage boy, or even a, a man, what, we're just having a conversation, but that girl is going to hold on to those words that you say. You might have two sentences to say to her, but... She might hold on to those and be dreaming about those and thinking about those for weeks and weeks. And as a woman, you have to recognize that, oh, I'm just wearing a tank top. You know, I don't find this, you know, offensive or I'm just wearing a crop top or whatever. I don't find this offensive. But a certain boy or man who sees that might get fixated on that for the wrong reasons. Right. Now... Again, you can't shift all the blame on one party or the other because if if you as a man can't handle a woman wearing a tank top, you have much bigger issues and you need to seek help for what's going on. Yes. I mean, sometimes it comes down to it where it's you can't blame the person who is causing this to happen to you it's more like you need to like look inside and be like why why am i allowing this to tempt me and to take well not to tempt yeah. me i mean stuff can tempt you that's not really the problem i mean you should flee the temptation and you should it can, it's, it's not like it can overtake you we all know that but it's it's something where if you can't handle that temptation and then it causes you to sin then you know it don't necessarily need to go up to that woman and be like you can't wear a tank top anymore mm-hmm. it, it's all on me let's get back to pda in church though all that to so, say all that to say <laughs> go ahead the when it comes to a boyfriend and a girlfriend a couple who is dating and they go to church you have to recognize that Depending on where you are in church, what church you go to, the people in that church, your actions are going to be viewed differently. So you have to know the church you're in. If you're in a church where people are, you know, maybe there's a lot more young people and there's a lot more people dating. Now, that's not an excuse to make out with your significant other in the middle of service. But if you hold hands, that's not sinful. That's not immoral now if you're totally fixated on your partner throughout the service and not paying attention to the worship and the central point of why you go to church that's sinful because you go to church for one reason your partner comes with you your your boyfriend or your girlfriend comes with you as an added bonus right you're not there to spend time together you're there to spend time with so would you say that with the boyfriend and girlfriend it's pretty much go has like the same rules for a husband and wife when it comes to PDA in church. I think a husband and wife can get away with more. And that I'm not, sounds okay. I'm, yeah, I'm not like saying like they're like I think a boyfriend leaning over and kissing his girlfriend on the cheek is like oh, okay. Why are we in the middle? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, now husband and wife. I again me. I would be like okay, and then I just look away. Still would be maybe. Well, maybe different to me, I guess. Again, yeah. I don't care. I just think that'd be different. But I think if it's boyfriend and girlfriend, like you know, you guys, you know, let's. I I don't. I don't know. I when I dated, like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I never kissed my girlfriends or whatever when I was dating girls. Like, yes, I came. I did not come from like a very conservative like view of dating. Um, like what we have, I guess, in our church, where a lot of the people, you know. They they go on dates. They're just we they they don't push the limits, which is a good thing. I'm not saying yeah. like how dare you not push the limits. Like I did not come from that. Yeah, 
And I don't think it's a good thing. So this isn't like a bragging part, but I'm just, I don't, even coming from that, when I was in church, it was very different. Even if I dated a girl that was a part of like my church or a part of another church, I didn't really, I, I never, the most I ever did was hold hands or something like that, which I thought, again, I think that's appropriate for boyfriend, girlfriend. I never really put arms around like the shoulder. I don't know. That's still, I think is kind of appropriate. Cause like you said, if I'm putting it on the pew, which is normally what guys are doing, I don't really think it's that big of a, any kind of a distraction. But I think that further than that, I don't know, like, after church, you know, leaning up against you, your guys are like side hugging and stuff, whatever. I don't think that's a problem either. I think in the middle of church is what we're really discussing here. And I think that it just gets, to me, it gets distracting past hand holding and I got my arm around you. Mm-hmm. If I'm seeing the, like the massage thing, I think it doesn't matter if I'm a boyfriend, it doesn't matter if I'm a girlfriend, it's, it's a problem. Uh, it's a little too far because it's not the fact that, yes, there's liberty, I think, to be able, not I think, there is liberty, to be able to do those things in church. Mm-hmm. I, As much as I don't want to say it, I think you can't give your wife a partial neck massage or whatever. I don't think that that's a sin. But the problem comes to it where we start, like you said, we're in an area where if I'm distracting all these people during the service, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. And I need to, if I'm the one causing, like, that's one of those things where I don't think you can look at the people and go, why, why is this causing you to, like, not be able to, like, why does this distract you? Why? why? And it's, you guys need to change, as opposed to, you guys are the ones doing stuff that seems to be going away. Like, if I'm giving a neck massage to my wife, I think I'm probably more focused on that than anything going on in that church. I don't think I'm really focused on the sermon. I don't think I'm focused on the worship mm-hmm. uh, port, like the music portion of it. I don't think I'm focused on the sermon at all. I don't think I'm focused on what I should be focusing on. I think I'm focused more on my wife in that case. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm holding my wife's hand, I, I, okay, I mean, like, yeah, I'm obviously holding my wife's hand, so I, she's there, but I'm more, way more focused on what's going on in front of me mm-hmm. as opposed to the other. Yeah, and there is a level of this is what I can do while also focusing on the main point. I mean, that's, you go to a movie, it's the same way. You can hold hands with your wife or girlfriend while watching a movie and pay attention to the movie. You can do that in church as well, but you can't pay attention to a movie when you're sitting there making eyes at each other the whole time. You have no idea what's going on on the screen. You wouldn't, you wouldn't spend 16 bucks on a small bag of popcorn and then go stare at each other instead of looking at the movie. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too pragmatic. Uh, but <laughs> No, we like our the, popcorn, right? The, and we like our movies. The, the point of church is to be in fellowship with the believers and to be in fellowship with God. You're, spo- you're there to in- receive the instruction and to fellowship with the believers. If you are paying attention to one believer instead of the rest, then yes, that's your wife. But you see your wife every single day. You spend time with your wife. You're supposed to be spending time with your wife. If the only time you spend time with your wife is at church, some priorities need to be checked. But you can take that time to focus on what's going on on the stage, behind the pulpit. It's not time to give each other neck rubs. It's time to focus on what is happening. But of course... If you're the person who's sitting and you're watching and you're looking at couples and you're distracted because some husband has his arm around a wife's shoulder and the entire time you're not paying attention to what's going on, you're, you're watching How the person. How dare they? Oh, I can't believe. That's so distracting. I can't believe. You bump the person next to you. Can you believe? Look at that. They got their hand around. Now you're the problem, right? You are more distracted by that than they are by what they're doing. And if you have a big enough problem with it, go talk to them afterwards. Don't rub elbows with your neighbor and say, look at that, that's disgusting. They, they're holding hands. It's, I don't, that, that frustrates me. If, yeah. it's, if it's distracting you that much, go privately and talk to that person. It goes, a lot of things I have issues with when people are, 
distracted by really dumb things. Mm-hmm. And that obviously would be one of them where it's as opposed to sitting there and gossiping about this, why don't we sit down as believers and we can go over why it is that you think this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we can disagree. Um, I think that maybe people don't realize that and maybe even on this show we have gone over times where we're like, wow, we can't disagree as believers and and therefore we just have to do whatever someone says. And I completely disagree with that. I think believers can come together. Believers can talk about things. And you can come away from it and disagree completely. And you know what? You can come to a compromise even too. Like if the person really is like, I have this conviction about what you're doing in church mm-hmm. and I don't like it. It's like, okay, well, I can maybe not put my arm around my wife. I'll just hold her hand or something or whatever. Um, you can also say, no, I'm going to continue doing this because I have no conviction. Yeah. Holy Spirit's not convicting me to say that I can't do this. Um, and I really think that that person then, it, it, is, is that going to cause that person to uh, not believe in God anymore? Not believe in what Christ did? I don't think it is. So I'm not going to sit here and then and be like, okay, well, you know, you have to just do what that person says. I don't agree with that. Um, that person is not going to be offended to that, which is what that means. They're not going to have that issue and be falling out of faith because you're putting your arm around your wife. So either we can come to a compromise or if I'm not being convicted by it, I'm not sinning. I have the liberty to do so. And, you know, you have the liberty to have, I guess, the conviction. You do have the liberty to have conviction or you have the conviction of the Holy Spirit to say what that is is wrong. But you also have to understand liberty in general, which is we all have it. And just because you choose not to exercise your liberty and think that maybe exercising your liberty is wrong in that case, doesn't it, you're just not God. So it doesn't, you're, doesn't make you right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the strong believer can eat meat, and the weak believer can only eat vegetables. And and everyone and knows that meat's better than vegetables. Meat is much better than vegetables. But, you know, it there is a balancing act, and it is not perfectly described in Scripture, but it is very much outlined, and the principles are there of, hey, little give, little take. I'm not going to, you know, that person doesn't want to eat meat sacrificed to idols. I'm not going to serve them meat that's sacrificed to idols. I'm not going to trick them into eating it. But at the same time, it's cheap meat and I need to eat. So I'm going to eat it myself. Heathen. So there is a balancing act and there is always room for these third and fourth level issues to be compromised on within the church and not compromised with outside the church. I'm saying within the limits of the church if someone holding hands with their spouse is very upsetting to you, then you can go and have a private discussion with them, and you both need to be very cordial and very kind because you are both going to the same place for eternity, and you can figure something out. Maybe, hey, you know what? I really want to hold hands with my wife, but I'm going to go sit on the other side of the auditorium because I know it bothers you when I do it and so I'm not going to yeah great compromise with that if you want to do that I mean I think that's something again we can all be adults here we can all be mature in the way we act towards each other and like the situation you just described there is a compromise there is you don't necessarily have to I mean if you don't want to I guess but also you're supposed to look at other believers with love we're supposed to treat each other as Christ would treat us um, you know, cause we look at him for our example. So sitting there and being like, no, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And you know, uh, you can eat dirt. I mean, yeah. I'm going to put some dirt in your you eye. Can do, that's right. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can do that. I, again, I just don't think you're doing it out of love. Now, if someone's being absolutely ridiculous on the other end and you're like, Hey, look, I'm letting you know, you know, I'm just, I don't have that conviction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue doing this and I'm sorry that you have a problem with it, but Again, I, with between me and the Holy Spirit, no conviction whatsoever that this is a sin. Uh, you can do that too. And now it probably needs to go up, if, if they want to, you go up to an elder or a deacon or even the pastor and like discuss the issue. If they yeah. think it's that big of one, if you have that big of a conviction, go to that level then. And 
really discuss what it is, go to the heart of the situation. And, you know, like I said, there's always something that can be compromised on from both parties. That's that's the mm-hmm. difference. It's not just one give you don't just give, you don't have to just give in to whatever everyone says all the time. That's imp- that's that's not being a Christian. I'm sorry. It's just not. Um, there's compromise on both ends. Um, people have different convictions. We're not all the same. We're all human. We're all depraved and we're all absolutely evil human beings. So evil, sorry, evil things, evil people, evil specimens. So, you know, sitting here and being like, no, one is right. Then the other is wrong. It's just, it's, it's silly at that point. Um, but yeah, anyway, Sorry, that's a little tangent, I suppose. <laughs> so here, here's the the next part of this. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about romantic love, what the Bible oh, no. describes as eros, right? What about that's, brotherly love? Giving about, a holy kiss to my brothers, exactly at church. Are you supposed to go up and give Aaron a big old kiss on the lips? Well, I was talking more about like my homies, but oh, okay, yeah, kissing I guess the homies good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, go ahead Sorry. so so what is your question what about pda in a non-romantic aspect in church like is it appropriate to give another woman a hug and you're a man what a question hmm well, i don't know what's the answer to that this is one i've grappled with um i know th- while, while you're thinking of that answer okay I won't. I guess I just won't say it out loud. Then no, I'll just think no, about it. No, you will not say okay, it. My bad. You are done talking. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> but be quiet. the the he quoted it a second ago. But I got there's five times in the New Testament where it's this is talked about. Five times where it says greet one another with a holy kiss or give each other a kiss of love. So Romans sixteen sixteen greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. First Corinthians sixteen twenty. All the brothers send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. 2 Corinthians 13, 12. Greet one another with a holy kiss. 1 Thessalonians 5, 26. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. Or AKA in 1, the homies. <laughs> the homies. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 14 says, Greet one another with the kiss of love. Peace to you all who are in Christ Jesus. So this is very biblically outlined that we are to greet each other with a holy kiss. Now, now, what are you context, trying to say? <laughs> modern context, <laughs> greeting another man with a kiss in the U.S. is not very appropriate. In other countries, yeah, you might give yeah, a like, kiss like, on the um, cheek. Yeah, the, the double kiss yeah. on the cheek or just single kiss on the cheek, yeah. something like that. Like, you know, I think Italians and uh, Greek people do that, but the, or Arabic people probably do that. And it's... it's and pretentious yes, Americans. And pretentious Americans, yeah. <laughs> uh, but... We're not not just talking about a kiss, but that ki- uh, that that uh, heavenly kiss that greet each other with a holy kiss that it's talking about means greet each other with full acceptance. So in the modern church in the U.S., because we have to you know think about this culturally in our context as well, what what would be greeting someone with full acceptance to make them feel like they're a part of this church. Uh, a fist bump or an elbow tap. Fist bump or elbow tap yeah, while definitely. fully masked and yes, double vaxxed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could edit that out, but I'm going to leave it no, there. No, you should leave that one <laughs> I'm in. I'm going to leave it right there. But I don't know. I mean, so when I grew up, I'd say a hug. That would be normal in my church. Mm-hmm. I don't, Was it normal in my church? I'd have to go actually... Yeah, I was so. My church was very weird because when I was, when I was, we went to a, a couple churches, and then when I got to be about K five first grade, we went to one church, and I went there from first grade till about sophomore junior year of high school, maybe sophomore year of high school. And um, so I, but by the time I was at that that church, I'd been at forever. By the time I got to high school, this pastor had absolutely destroyed the church. Saddest story of my life. I loved that church, and it it meant a lot to me. It was my almost my child my entire childhood was spent with that church, and um, but by the time I got to high school, there wasn't really like a bunch of people there anymore. Like we probably went from like three hundred members over from like 
seventh or from fifth grade or sixth grade, like 300, 400 members to 50. Wow. Yeah, that's how bad it was. Um, and he, all he wanted to do was make a mega church, which he did the opposite of that. So good for him, I guess. He did a great job. Anyway, point being, um, I, I was, to me, it was normal and always has been normal. Like if I have a friend that's a girl, now I will awkwardly just not give hugs because I'm like, no, um, I don't want to give you a hug. Um, I'm like one of those like toddlers, like my daughter who looks at Jeremiah and then puts her face down and stares at the ground and looks at him with the evil eye the entire time. I can be like that. Um, but I, normal for me is, is a hug. Now our church is very conservative, way more conservative than I grew up with. Um, I would not, I don't think I've ever seen anyone hug really like friends wise. No, I mean like people our age, I don't see them hug ever people. Okay. People between people our age you yeah. don't see people hug okay there was one time where um one of our friends she was saying something or pointing at something and i was like i thought it looked like she wanted like she was like going in for a hug i was like oh okay and so i gave her a hug and she's like i was just pointing at the pamphlets and i was like i'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> I will never forget that. She probably doesn't remember it, but I will never forget that. I was like, I'm just, I, I'm I just, just know what to do. I'm just thinking of the George Costanza bit from Seinfeld where he like gets in the elevator and feels what the woman's like yes. jacket is made out of. And like he saw it happen earlier and the girl was like, oh yeah, it's cashmere. And then he does that. And oh, what are you doing? Exactly. What are you, who are That's you? That's exactly how I felt actually in that moment. I was like, I'm just so sorry. I mean, she didn't no. like care, but it's the end. I, I just don't, I don't see it when, where we go with the, with like our age. Sorry. Yeah. Again, we're not in the same age group or we're kind of our, yeah, whatever. Shut up, millennial. Was it seven, seven uh, years, eight years? How old, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I talk to him more than anyone else in my life besides my wife, and this is where we're at in our relationship. Too good. We'll just we don't we'll leave it at that. I don't even need to know. Point but, is, our age group ish. Okay, I don't yeah. really see a whole lot of greeting so, each other with the holy kiss. Well, I guess no, not the holy kiss, but the holy hug. Um, so, but yeah, I do see there is one woman in our church who gives me a hug very consistently oh she's, i hug your mom she, too yeah and like old, and i love your mom she's old, awesome she's the best older women especially where you know growing up on guam it was a normal thing to you see an older woman someone who is like another a friend's mom or just a grandmother someone older that you yeah. respect as a sign of respect you go up and you give them a hug and a kiss on the cheek right it, it was weird you don't like we wouldn't like it wasn't you put your lips on her cheek you like press cheeks together and make the cheek kissing to cheek, yeah. yeah so that was a normal thing growing up is you just walk up and you know hi how are you doing and very like as a sign of respect so i grew up used to hugging and used to showing affection in ways like that so that's not an abnormal thing for me and so especially with older women if they come up and give me a hug i'll give them a hug right back you know i i i won't Thing that I really just it makes me always feel awkward is like the side hug thing where you don't know if they're going for a full hug or a side hug oh my gosh. or or what but I know from experience too this happened actually pretty recently um someone I know who I hadn't seen for a long time who's friends with me and my wife has been friends with us for a long time with my wife even longer uh I hadn't seen her in a few months she walked walked up oh hey how are you doing gave her a, a hug and it was just like a quick you know hey how you, how are you so good to see you again full hug and then i turn around and i see like uh, a man just staring at me with contempt and now i'm i'm sitting there thinking like, i didn't i didn't do anything wrong right i wasn't trying to do i didn't do anything inappropriate I, I sat there and I thought about it for a long time. I'm like, did I just unintentionally sin by hugging this girl, by hugging this woman? And I, no, I didn't. It was a, a sign of familial affection, just like I would give a hug to my mom or to my brother. That's what it was. Right. That's all it was. And so many times people within the church have this feeling that any display of physical affection is romantic interest. 
Now, it can be, and you can definitely take things too far if you're not careful. You can be, you know, unaware of certain situations. And I'm not saying, you know, force someone to give you a hug, but giving a hug to someone is not sinful. Shaking someone's hand is not sinful. A fist bump, an elbow bump. A- elbow bump, baby. Yeah, th- those aren't sinful. I would say even giving someone a kiss on the cheek, depending on where you are and if that's accepted, is not a sinful thing to do. It it depends on where your heart is. And oh, if so you're in, sitting there yeah. thinking like, this is my brother or sister in Christ, that's all that matters. And you know in your heart, and so and exactly. God knows as well, like what is going on there. Yeah. Like when I go up to another woman and I give her a hug, like I'm just gonna be honest i'm married i i just there's no feeling towards it besides like what you said (laughs) familial friend whatever and i mean i know that's why i have no problem with giving other females a hug and it again i know what's in my heart god knows in my heart so it's not like i i don't feel any type of way about it and my wife doesn't care either i guess if your wife did care um, that'd be different to me. I yeah, would if say your wife that. told you, hey, I would appreciate it if you didn't do that, then... Uh, yeah, yeah no, 100%. I'm, <laughs> you probably should stop and seek counseling um, if you think that it was okay to continue doing it after she said to stop. But um, I, I, I just... I, I, we, we, I, in nowadays, I just... Even more so, especially, like I said, at our church is very conservative. And I just, I just think that it's more of a... Uh, I wave. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I'm like your dad now. Your dad's very just. You know, he doesn't doesn't really want to touch anybody. Just hey, I'm standing far away, and I like that way. I just start waving at people. Hey, how you doing? I could be like two feet away from you. He, he just does that to you because he doesn't like you. Yeah, I know. It's really unfortunate. <laughs> it's really unfortunate. But uh, that's that's just how it is. And I mean, I can gauge I can gauge a room. And and so yeah. that's why with that, I would I stay more towards the conservative end of things. Um, and then when I'm around like friends, you know, outside the church, obviously, you know, can be Christians, non-Christian friends. I, I if it's really again, it, I gauge the the person in the relationship. I'm not mm-hmm. just gonna like a girl I barely know or a woman I barely know or even a man I barely know. I'm like, oh hey buddy, and like give a big old hug. Like no, if I haven't seen my buddy in months, like you said, I'm gonna give him a hug. That's mm-hmm. just how it is. And it, it again, that display of affection can be. It's it just it, again, you know, it's in your heart. God knows it's in your heart. So. I, there's no, there's a liberty there, and if you see fit with doing it, then do it. Um, and church, I don't know. I feel like it's just, I just don't want to do it. Yeah, you know, I'll just give you a handshake and a wave. That's what you get from me. I'm okay with hugging in church. I, I don't, I don't mind, especially when. Are you gonna come hug me on Sunday? Yeah, purposefully. No, but in you front are, of everyone. So but, does so does uh, your brother's brother-in-law. He used to do it all the time. He's forgotten. I haven't said anything to him. I don't really think he listens to this podcast. Every Wednesday night, he would come up to me before Awana Games, and he gives me the biggest hug. Who are you talking about? Oh, that's funny. I'm gonna that's cut really it. funny. I'm gonna cut. That's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> <laughs> he literally comes up to me, gives me a hug. I used to. Every Wednesday. Every Sunday. He just, and he, Not even not. I'm like, please stop. And he's like hugging like tight on me and i'm like please let go of me and he won't do it he and um yeah i think he, it's inappropriate he's the worst i really i mean he 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 did something similar to me and anytime like he would walk up behind me and just like flick me on the ear and then he was like 17 at the time and he would just go i'm a minor you can't hit me that's right and he, then, yeah, he would do that wouldn't yeah he? that was that I was the that. worst <laughs> i remember that i do remember that but regardless i think if you're sitting there with someone who you're not in a romantic relationship with and you know you're it's church or even outside of church and all you're doing is just you're 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 oh man i hope i can give a hug to this person oh man i really want to hug this person you're thinking about it too much and you probably should consider why you're that's thinking really about creepy. it that's really creepy yeah and you're and that's probably, probably not good. thinking about you know other things besides just the hug and you need to have a serious conversation with yourself and probably not give that person a hug there's limits. I think everyone has a generalized feeling of where the limits are. And if you need a reminder of where the limits are, the best thing you can do is talk to the person. Because 
maybe you're giving a hug to someone on a Sunday and they're just kind of going along with it because they think you like it, but you're going along with it because you think that they like it and it's just this weird, awkward situation where now neither of you want to give each other a hug, but you feel compelled to. Just go talk to the person like, hey, is it okay if I give you a hug? I had someone say that to me the other day. Hey, I'm a hugger. Do you mind if I give you a hug? Oh, yeah, that's okay. Usually it's like the homeless guy on the side of the street that tells me that. No, don't do that. But he was a hugger, so I was no. like, you know, come on in, man. No, I'd say you can Ian. also <laughs> you can also be standoffish too. Yeah. It's okay to just wave and shake hands like I do. Okay, you can be the standoffish guy. Um, obviously, not standoffish to the point where you're just like, hey, I don't like you because that's wrong. Um, but again, you don't going so far as to have to give a hug or have to give some sort of affection to people. You don't have to do it. PDA in church. For me, closing, I'm just going to say this. If you're holding hands, cool. You put your arm around her, cool. Past that, I don't know. I'm going to say it's a no for me, dog, because I just, I think it's distraction. I think that you're being distracted by it. I think that it's just pretty much inappropriate at that point. Um, you don't need to give neck massages. You don't need to start tickling. You don't need to, I mean, that that's really all that goes past that. Just don't be weird. That's that's really it. If you're just, just not weird, stop being like, weird. Stop, please. please. If we could just stop, we wouldn't even have to do this podcast anymore. But with that bow, I say <laughs> that we're done with this episode uh, on PDA in church. Um, you know, I think it would have been more fun to ask Luke when he was like 17, 18, all the way to like 22 about this topic because he would have been completely different answers. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm glad that I'm like old. And semi-mature, not wise. We got in the weeds on like purity culture, and I want to revisit that one in a later episode. If you do, guys, we can do it. If you guys want to hear that one, shoot us a message on Instagram. You know, we could just do anything. It's like our podcast. It is. Yeah. But if you want to hear about it, <laughs> shoot us a message on Instagram. You know, let us know. And if you have and any thoughts about us being prudes or anything like that, you can also DM us. And that you can find us on Instagram at... First off, you're wrong. All spelled out. Yes. Also on X... At F underscore O underscore Y underscore W. All right, next week, we are going to discuss a very, very in-depth topic, and that will be deconstructionism. Deconstructionism, or like the ex-vangelical movement. The ex- that's what I know of, ex-vangelical. This yeah. is what you put down. Okay? Yeah. Maybe misspell. Anyway, oh. deconstruction, ex-evangelical. That's what we're going to be discussing next week. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be very in-depth. But with that, the most important thing that you all learned this week is that first off, you're wrong. Bye-bye.